So, welcome everybody to church. We are in the middle of a relationship series, so if you're here for the first time in that series, make sure to watch the other messages. They are really brilliant, and I believe they will help you in relationship, because I say relationship is one of the most valuable things we have here on earth. Amen? That's, uh, that's what will um, make getting older better or worse. Depends on how good your relationships are. I'm going to talk about speaking and listening. The power of speaking right and speaking and hearing right. And uh, I believe communication is really key um, to save relationships. Communication is key to save even lives. And before I'm going to go right into it, let us pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you so much that you're here and that you want to speak to us right now. I pray that we're not going to go out as the same way as we came in. I pray that you speak to our heart and that we not just hear, but we become doers of what we hear. And I pray that our relationships reflect the relationship we have with you. And I pray for whoever doesn't have a relationship with you yet, today will be the day where they start a relationship with you. I thank you that you love everybody of us. They have a great plan for us and you have really ordained us for a future, for, for a special plan. And um, we give you thanks for everything you're going to do today. Amen. Amen. You know, it reminds me about something. It actually reminds me about us. And not us being the Spanish people. They're the cool guys. But we were like the American. Just saying, you know, we're not listening. We're just saying what we want to do. And God would be in heaven. He would send prophets to say, no, 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 you turn. And no, 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 you turn. And he would send another prophet and say, come on, turn. And no, 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 you turn. Finally, he would send Jesus to say, you know what? I need to make sure that they know where to go. And some of us are still like the Americans and no, no, you turn. Not realizing we're talking to the God, to God, the God of the universe who made us. And he wanted to make sure that we hear and write communication can save life. It can save your life. The question is, are you ready to hear? Are you ready to listen? We need to communicate correctly, speak the right thing, but we need to be ready as well to listen. I reckon, um, I have some beautiful ears. Hold on here. No, no, this is this ear. Wow. This is going to be good. So, I reckon speaking is over-glorified. Listening on the valued. We receive two ears to listen on only one mouth. And we will, everybody wants to speak. But actually, we long to be heard. In James 1, 19, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. Slow to speak and slow to become angry. My question to you. 
So, um, do you know a lot of famous speakers? Uh, Daniel, all right, a bit more famous. All right, I have one for you. So Barack Obama, right? Yes, we can. Martin Luther King, I have a dream, you know. Margaret Thatcher, from the first female English prime minister. They're all amazing speakers. Do you know a famous listener? Now nah, it's difficult, hey? It's difficult because this, this doesn't make you famous. But I tell you one thing about them. If you see a good listener, you will see good relationships. They will always go hand in hand. Somebody who is ready to hear, who takes notice and has big ears, there you will see good relationship. He might not be famous, but they're good relationship all around that person. I need to take them off. I don't hear myself very well. <laughs> and you can't concentrate, I realize. <laughs> you know, I believe, actually, I believe in here there are a lot of people who long to be heard. I actually believe there's some people in here, there's a deep cry in your heart to be understood. You feel like you're being misunderstood by your neighbor, misunderstood by your husband, misunderstood by maybe your boss. And you feel like if they only would hear me what I really mean, what I really think, what is really in my heart. There is such a big longing to be heard and everybody is ready to speak. I've seen so many relationships break apart just because they don't take time to listen. They just speak right past each other. Totally misunderstanding each other. And then being, being surprised that the relationship breaks apart. You know, when, when people say, oh, you know, it, it really caught me out of the blue that she left me. I'm like, what out of the blue? I believe if there is a good communication, nothing will just happen out of the blue. The fact is that it's out of the blue, it's probably because you didn't take time to listen or you didn't pay attention to those little comments. Why did she say like that in that tone? Maybe it's for me time to hear. Maybe it's time for me to say, all right, honey, so what's, what's up? When your boss, I'm not just, this is not just about marriage, by the way. This applies to all kinds of relationships. You know, on, on the positive side. So, um, Lawrence, Livia. I'm pretty sure when you got to know each other, your relationship didn't just grow big and strong because you looked at each other and made out. No. Because you probably talked to each other, right? And probably when somebody talked, the other person listened. Every great relationship happens because somebody shares and somebody listens. I had the great privilege of being apart from my wife for the first six months of our relationship. Because I say privilege because um, we only were able to communicate. You know, we like, we had to write letters back then, send videos, design postcards, hours on Skype. But we got to know each other. No great relationship happens without good communication. 
Right, we can establish that, right? It's pretty simple. And every great relationship can fall apart with bad communication. So how can we grow in our communication, right? You ask me that, right? I know, I know you're pumped to hear. So how can we grow? And I want to first talk about listening because I realized this is so undervalued in our culture. And listening is not just the absence of speaking. It's not just, okay, I'm just not going to say anything. Listening is active. Listening is, is like, I listen to you because I, I put value on you. When we listen, in order to put value on somebody, relationships are being built. When I get home and I'm tired, sometimes I really, especially after Sunday, it's hard to listen to my wife. Not because it's hard to listen to her, it's just because I heard a lot of things and I don't want to listen. When I listen to her, no matter what she's saying, it's because I say, you know what, you're worth being listened to. You're worth the time to being listened to. I value you through my listening to you. This builds relationship, especially when you don't feel like listening, then even more. When we listen in order to actually connect and get to know a person, that's when relationships grow. So, One thing that we do, and as a marriage, when I get home, no matter, like, except if she's asleep, but otherwise, no matter the time, um, we take time to, to, to share how the day was. I want to know how her day was. Around half an hour we talk every day, just sharing our day. Our normal day. But one th good thing is, I will not be caught out of the blue. When she suddenly wants to do something, I'm like, oh, why? Because I, I, I even hear the very early step of every little frustration. I hear every little thought of every little dream. And she hears mine. And it's so important that we listen in order to connect. Say, all right, I want to I connect with you. Another way how we can listen in order to build our relationship is when we listen to understand. You know, when a colleague suddenly talks to you in a, in a, in a different, different tone, I'm like, you know, like, you know, the, those tones? And, and you could just say, ah, oh, he's just, you can get mad about him. Like, Jay, that's just him. Why not take that as an invitation to say, all right, tell me, what does it mean? Why, why, why do you talk to me like that? What's happening or what is frustrating you? Why don't we ask questions? Why don't we take time to hear, to understand somebody? A lot of conflict I was able to resolve through just taking time to listen. I remember one day, somebody came up to me in church and said, I'm frustrated with your leadership. So this made a lot of things in my heart, like a lot of feelings came up, right? I'm frustrated with your leadership, out of the blue, because I don't talk to that person every day. So that's okay, out of the blue. But then I said, all right, 
can you tell me why you are frustrated with my leadership? And then she told, talk, told me all the things why she thinks I'm a bad leader. And then when I heard all that, I thought, I understand. I, I now understand you. How you felt, you were misunderstood there. Or, or, or you misunderstood me there. You, were, you felt overlooked there. You, you, you didn't hear what I said over there. I understand with what you heard and what you thought you would hear that you would come to that conclusion. And I said, oh, but let me tell you how it was. And after one conversation, the conflict was solved. Obviously, it's not always that easy. But why don't we take more time to listen, to understand? The fourth way how we can get, become better in listening in order to build our relationships are to grow and learn. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 15, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. I love hearing good advice because I want to learn. And You know, sometimes you, you, somebody gives you advice or comments or feedback or criticism and you just get all like defensive. But the Bible says, you know, like, why don't you, when you hear criticism, when you hear a little bit of harsh sentence or like some feedback, why don't you say, all right, I want to hear, so what can I do better? I want to have that attitude. I know this is easier said than done. But let me just encourage you. Let's not be those fools. I have to tell myself sometimes, get over yourself. If the person loves you, listen to the person, even if it's uncomfortable to you. Listen to your wife. Listen to your best friend. Listen to your leader. You can only learn. I even love to then when some, some people give me feedback, say, all right, so, so how can I do that better? So how can I do this better? Stephen Covey, an author of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, said an amazing statement. He says, most of us don't listen with the intent to understand. We listen with the intent to reply. Seek first to understand, then to be understood. How good is that one? You know, I want to give you an action step. When you received maybe one of those cards, actually, you have them on, on your, um, you received them in, on your way in, uh, or you can get them on the way out. And there's some, you can write down action steps. And I pray that this message, and it, it, it provokes you to, to make some action steps. Because it's very practical. And one practical action step that I want to just give you is, let's put value onto people Start listening to them. And one good way to do that is asking good questions. I'm very surprised. I can be with some people a whole day and they would never ask me one question. You know what it does? I feel not valued. They're not really interested in me. Often I come home and say, you know what? Actually, I was the only one who asked questions. I love when people ask me questions. How are you doing? I love it when they even get deeper. So what are your dreams? Like, how is your relationship with Jesus? How, whoa, this is, this is value. And, and actually say, all right, I take the time to listen to you. In nowadays, it's everything so fast. We don't want to do that anymore. So why don't we take that as an action step and say, the next 
coffee with somebody, the next meeting I have with, we have with somebody, I'm going to ask him one or two good questions to connect, learn, hear. All right, I, I, need to, I, need to, I need to continue. You know, this is listening. But it's not just about listening. And I want to just finish with four practical steps to improve our communication as a whole. And I think it's so important that we know when to be silent and when to speak. You know, it's not, not, sometimes actually that's very difficult for me because I, I still don't get it all the time. Sometimes I'm like, I, I, I just always give answers and I, I'm actually just supposed to listen. <laughs> Do you know that? That feeling like you like hear something and you straight away want to just answer. You just want to solve the problem. The person opposite says, I just want to share. I don't want to have your input. So sometimes I just need to know, all right, now shut up and listen. But sometimes the person says, but you know, how do you feel? You never share your heart. You know? You're just always here and like, it. I want to. So the key question is, what helps to build the relationship in that moment? Does it help now if I speak or does it help if I share my heart? Sometimes we need to speak up. Sometimes we need to be silent. And it's not about what you say, but it's actually about how it's understood. With my communication, in my relationships, you can always say, you know what, I, I meant it that way. If the other person understood it in a different way, and you want to build that relationship, it's your responsibility that it's been understood right. Never put the, I said it. If he understands it, not the right way, it's your fault. Let me put it that way, very strict. If you want to build a relationship, if you're not, if you don't care about the relationship, then anyway, then you can have coffee outside, you know. But if you want to build a relationship, it's your responsibility that it's understood right. And sometimes, especially when relationships are rocky, when I have a conflict, I take extra time to spend with a person and say, I want to make sure you know what I mean. I want to make sure that it's not misunderstood. That's why like difficult conversation I don't do through SMS, WhatsApp, or email. That's the worst. Amen to that? That's, that's for free now. That's for free now. That's for, always one-to-one. -one. You know, there is this, um, there are like four ears you can hear. So I can, I can, I can tell um, Dom, so like Dom, um, we've been just cooking together. And there's, a, there's something green, green on my plate. And you, like, you're here with the matter layer. And you just say, oh, yeah, there's something green. But Lawrence, I also say, there's something green, Lawrence. And he, like, does that make you uncomfortable? You don't know what it is. That makes you uncomfortable. It's a self-revealing, like, layer of listening, you know. But Livia, she has the appeal layer of listening. There is something green. You don't want me to cook that. Like, why don't you cook yourself? Like, you know, why don't you tell me before that you don't want that, you know? And I just said there is something green. But Isabel, Isabel has the relationship layer of hearing. There is something green on my plate. 
what you don't like what's on my plate. You never like what's on. What do you have wrong? Like, what's wrong with you? Why don't you like my cooking? Do you even want to spend time with me? Like, what, what did I do wrong? There are different ways we hear, and we need to make sure that it's understood right, okay? Let me finish with the last two things. And when you speak, when we communicate, make it constructive and encouraging. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 11, it says, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you're doing. Let me ask you that. Is your communication encouraging or constructive? In Proverbs 15, it says, the soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a perverse tongue crushes the spirit. I would recommend you checking your communication with the three checks. Is it true what you're saying? Is it positive or like filled with goodness? It might not be positive at the first, but it's filled with goodness. And is it helpful? Yesterday, my, young, my oldest daughter, she was like mad about her younger daughter, a younger sister, and, 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 and she told me about, and, and then I said, okay, and then she told her, and then I said, okay. But then I'm, Mary and my wife came in, and then she wanted to tell her. And I'm like, Ruby, that doesn't help anybody just telling everybody what you do not like about your younger sister. You know, like it doesn't help. She didn't get it. <laughs> You know, when, when, you're, when you're frustrated, the Bible says we especially need to pay attention to our communication. James 1 verse 20 says, human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Sometimes when I'm frustrated, the best thing is to be silent. Stuff comes out of our mouth in our anger that never produces those things that God wants in a relationship and it even more divides it. And once it's said, it's out there. You can't get it back. So often when I'm frustrated, I know now I gotta go. I gotta retreat. I gotta go with Jesus. I need to be away to get a new look onto my situation. And it helps me. And I wanna finish with that stuff that the last point is in our communication, let's remember you always reap what you sow. Proverbs 18, 21 says, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. Power and death, but then it says, those who love it will eat its fruit. It talks about sowing and what you sow, you will eat. So a lot of us, they're like, you know, we are frustrated with what we reap and we blame the other person. It's actually like you're sowing wheat. I know you're sowing, yeah, you're sowing wheat, but you want to have salad. And you get even more frustrated. You should be salad, but you keep sowing wheat. But then you say, you know what? Actually, I'm going to change my, the way I talk to you when you become a salad. That's what we do. I'm going to change the way I talk to you when you actually finally behave. When you finally listen, when you finally treat me better, when you finally come on time, then I will change the way I talk to you. That's the same way as when you look at some weed and say, I'm going to 
only talk good to you when you become a salad. It's silly, right? We always reap what we sow. So when you don't like something in your relationship, watch closely to your communication. What have you been sowing? Have you been sowing mis mistrust? Have you been sowing hatred? Have you been sowing distance? No value. Negativity. Don't expect to reap anything good. I had to go on a love there in my first year of marriage. Because when you are in that trot and your relationship, any relationship is really bad. It's so, it's so hard to say anything good about the other person. Because we only see the bad, that it never cleans up, it's never on time, it's never positive, it never does a good job, it's always messy. And I had to go on a love there, refusing to speak and sow anything negative for weeks. And purposely look for the good things. And sowing means I sow something before I see it. You are beautiful. Thanks for your cooking. I think you're gonna be a great cook. <laughs> Why do I say that? You, you get the point, right? You get the point. We need to really examine our communication. And the best way to get out of that trot is to say, all right, for one week, I'm gonna stop speaking anything negative. All the negative thought about my, my, my boss, all the negative thought about my colleagues, all the negative thoughts about my neighbor, all the negative thoughts about my teenage son, all my negative thought about my wife or my husband, I'm gonna give it to Jesus and I'm gonna look for the good things and I'm gonna speak life over my partner. I'm going to speak life over my, my neighbor. You will reap that. But don't expect anything else. If you do not change, you make the first step. You know, Jesus made the first step with us. Our relationship with Him, He made the first step as well. And I want to just close with that. If you're here and um, you realize your relationship with God is not there where it could be. It's growing the same way as any other relationship. You start hearing, listening to Him. You start speaking to Him. You start saying, hey Jesus, hey God. And then you start, what do you have to say? You're reading the Bible, that's His Word. And your relationship with God will grow. Let us stand up. Who wants to have healthy relationships? Come on. Who wants to reap good relationships? Jesus, we're here, we need you so much. Change us from the inside. Don't you? 
I don't pray that you change my colleague. I don't even pray that you change my boss or my wife or anybody. I pray you change me. I pray you change me. I pray you start revealing the good things about that other person to me. I pray you give me strength to speak life. I pray that out of my mouth, good things come. And I commit my ears to your service that they shall build relationships. Help me to be a better listener. Help me to speak life. And if you're here and you haven't yet said yes to Jesus, that communication with Jesus hasn't been established, I wanna lead you in a small prayer where you can exactly start talking to Jesus. And maybe one way how you can do it is saying, Jesus, this is me. I need you. I wanna change my course for 15%. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna stop being stubborn. I know you have only good plans for my life. I wanna start have a relationship with you. Come speak to me, come into my life. I'm sorry for running the wrong way. I wanna turn, turn to you. I wanna stop running away from you and I wanna draw near to you, Jesus, today. Thank you that you hear me and thank you that you love me.